The last thing we were discussing was there was this neighborhood full of Jews and there was one guy who wasn't renting his property on Shabbat and they came to Abaye and he said everyone be shoot to one Jew and it becomes one Jew and one guy and will hold like Rabbi Le'ezer ben Yaakov who said it's not usual for one Jew to live with one guy. And therefore, the Gezerav Hachamim of not living with a goy doesn't apply in that case. It only applies if there's at least two Jews. And this will count as one Jew. But they told him, yeah, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of Jews living here. And Abaye said, yeah, but also a lot of Jews being mevatilder shoot to one Jew is something that is not usual. And Hachamim were not, uh, were not gozer on something that's not usual. And with that, we are starting on Samech Gimel Amud Bet, a second to last line towards the end, where it says Azal. Azal, and we're on the last line. Azal Rav Huna Bered Rav Yoshua. Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yoshua, went and Amar the Shemata. He said this Psak Halacha of Abaye Kamed Rav in front of Rava. Amar the and Rava told him, Imken, if we they hold like Abaye, Bitalta Torat Eruv Meotomavoi. If you do that loophole, then you're going to nullify the entire concept of Eruv from that Mavoi. Goy is never going to rent his area and people are going to forget and they're not going to do an Ayruv and people will carry at some point without Ayruv. And by the way, Tosfot brings a story with Rashi where there was a wedding Friday afternoon, Friday night and they forgot to do an Ayruv and he told them to be mevatel their shoot of their bite to someone else and they were able to carry from one bite to another house. Tosfot explains that it's not like mevatel the shoot of the Hatser, it's a little bit different. Interesting sugya to look into. Either way, Rabbah was not happy with this type of uh, loophole. So Rav Huna Bered Rav Yoshua t- uh, tells Rabbah, Dim arve. maybe they do a sheet of mavoi. So, okay, in the Hatser, they may tell the, the shoot of the Hatser, okay, but they're not going to forget the concept of Iruvin uh, because they're, how are we going to connect uh, this Hatser with that Hatser with that Hatser? We need a mavoi, so if they're doing a sheet of mavoi, then it's good enough. And Rashi explains that there's no point of this Ayruv uh, of the Mevaot because the Bitul is good enough. But they do it just to remember. And Tosfot says, no, the Bitul does work in a sense where the person who's Mevatel is Rashut is also Mutar. Carry from uh, other Hatserot uh, to the Mavoi. We don't have time because of it's the, because this is Dafyomi, but these two Tosafots um, are, are huge, very okay that to look into. Now, so the Gemara asks, Rav asks, uh, tells Rav Huna of Yeshua, okay, if you tell me that they did Ayruv, okay, Yomru Ayruv Mu'il Bimkom Nukhri, they'll say that the Ayruv works wherever there's a Goy, and we know it's not true. People are going to get mixed up with the Halachot. So Rav Huna of Yeshua says, no, the Mechrazina will make an announcement that uh, really that the Ayruv is not 100% because we, we need to be Mevatel Rishut. So Rav asks, Akhrastale Daladeke? What about what's going to happen with the children? Meaning, you're going to announce it now in shul, but the children are going to always grow up, we're able to carry on Shabbat, and they're not going to know the whole Bitul situation. Ela Maraba, how are we going to fix that, my boy? We had a whole bunch of Jews, one guy who doesn't, who doesn't want to rent a spot. One person should go, become his friend. Then, you know, ask, borrow an area and Hatser, can I just put, put my stuff over here? Yeah, he'll tell you, yes, okay, no problem. You now become like a renter, a worker, an employee of the Goy, hired help, 
and you belong to the goy. That Israel, who's working for the goy, could give a iruv and he'll count for the goy. And now we don't need to rent property from the goy. Okay, based on that, that the Sechiro Lekito works. Hayusham Hamisha Sechiro Vahamisha Lekito Mao. Let's say there's five people over there, all five of them work for the Goy. What would be the halacha? Meaning, let's say they all share rooms in one apartment. Does each one have to give a roof, or one of them is enough? If we gave you the whole the employee option to be lenient, are, are we going to really think now we're going to start to be Mahmir using it? Meaning one Iruv is enough and that's it. Now this is Rashi's Perush that we're talking about a Jew working for the Goy and he's giving his Iruv for everyone else. You have the Rambam and the Ravad Shita that we're talking about the Jewish people renting from the Goy's employee, and that could also work. And the Shulchan Aruch brings the Rambam and the Ravad Shita as a Stam, that you could rent from the employee. And he brings Rashi as a, as a Vayesh Omrim, and the Mishnah says it's Kedai to be Mahmir, like the Rambam and the Ravad. And now, because of this complication, when when communities want to make an Iru of the, the entire city or parts of the city, the minhag is to go to the local government and to uh, and to be socher to rent a property from them with uh, with uh, contracts and laws. This way, you don't have to go to every nochri on the block and start renting property from him, so to speak. And the idea behind it is that the mayor or the local government or whatever it is at all times has the right to seize your property, I think maybe using martial law or whatever the case may be. Therefore, it's just easier to go through them than to go to every goy every week, every year. And just and I and uh, there's a lot of shale uh, to talk about this, especially nowadays. Gufa. Even the employee of the Goy gives the Iruv and that's it. That's a beautiful, beautiful Shemuah, beautiful saying, beautiful halacha. Person drank a Revi'it of wine should not give a halacha, his mind not clear. That's not a good halacha. Uh, Opposite. If I drink a revi'it of wine, my mind is not clear. It's like a cup of coffee for him. He needs it in order to think. Why do you say that this is not a good shmuah? When a person chasing zonot and over here we're explaining zonot as zona e when you're saying that this uh, you're only looking for nice hidushim you're looking for good beautiful stuff and in halakha you're going to lose everything all your treasures kola omer shimua zona anyone says this is a, this is a good hidush is a good hidush and i don't like that hidush will end up losing a lot of the kavod of torah you lose in the torah why because you only you only take what you like Right, I go back. I'm not going to say that ever again. Someone who's drunk should not pray.
And if the drunk prayed, his tefillah counts. Shikor ali palel, a person who is drunk should not pray. And ve'imit palel tefillah tot aiva, his tefillah is disgusting and doesn't count. Hechidami shatui ve'hechidami shikor. So what's the difference between drunk and drunk? What's a shatui? What's a shikor? So he explains ki had lebi aba bashumni ve'ad menashia bar yemiya megifti havu kamifterem hadadem amalberad dinhar yofti. The Rabbi Ababa Shumniyan of Menashia Bar Yemiya from Gifti, they would say when they were saying bite each other by the bridge on top of uh, the river of Yufti, Amrukol Had Minan Lema Meltad Lo Shemiyal Havra. Each one will say Halacha that the other didn't hear. The Amar Mori Bazut Barav Huna because my Mori Barav Huna said Lo Ipater Adam Havra Elam Itochtev Halacha. A person should only leave his friend when you're saying goodbye to each other. Should be mitoch halachash, mitoch kach, zochro, and that's how we remember it. Patah had be amar hechida mishatui vechida mishikor. So one of them said, "What's a shatui? What's a shikor?" Shatui kol yeshachol dabel fnamelach. Someone who's a tipsy, shatui is more tipsy. He could speak in front of the king. Shikor kol sheinoyachol the dabel fnamelach. Someone who is wasted cannot uh, talk in front of the king. The other one said, A person wants to go grab uh, the ger who doesn't have any people to inherit his, uh, his things. Now, you didn't have to work for it. And there's a lot of Ainara. The people are going to talk about you. So what do you do to make sure that you don't lose it? You go buy a Sefer Torah. So if you're doing a mitzvah, then uh, the mitzvah, the money will stay. Baal a person inherits money from his wife, which is his own wife. Still, you should do a mitzvah with them. This way, people don't talk about you that uh, you, you didn't have to work for your money. Even if you worked for and you made that money, still, you should do a mitzvah with it. This way, people's eyes won't come on you. Even if you found something in the street, you should still do that. Even if you went and you bought filin, it says the uh, of the mitzvah of filin will keep your money. How do we know that uh, by doing which pasuk do we learn that if you do a mitzvah, your money will stay? B'nai Israel promised that if Hashem gives the, the nation in their hand, they are going to uh, give whatever money, the booty of war, they're going to give uh, to, to, to Hashem. And in that zechut, they won the war. Amar Ami Bar Aba Derech Mil B'Shena Kol Shum Efegin Atayin. Walking about a meal and sleeping a little bit sobers up the wine that's inside of you, and now you're allowed to pray. Amar Dachman Amar Aba Bar Avuha Lo Shanu. When did we say the walk and the sleep is good? El Shata Keder Viayit. You drank up to Viayit. Avol Shata Yotem Viayit. Kol Sheken Peshur Na Allah to pray. Even after you walk, why shederech tordato? Because now by you walking, it gets you, uh, it gets you mixed up. Veshena mishakarto and and sleeping has you in a deeper drunkenness. Now the Gemara asks, vederech meal mifiga yaino. Taking a walk for a meal is going to sober you up. Vehatanya maaseh beraban gamliel. There's a story with Rabban Gamliel. Shayar ochev al hamor. He was riding on a donkey. Vaya melech me'akol dechazil. He was going from akol to kazil. And Rabbi was walking after him. And Rabban Gamliel found loaves of bread on the way. And he told Rabbi told pick up the loaves of bread from the floor. Rabban Gamliel found the goy. He told the goy, 
Mavgai told Giluskina Lalu Milai. He told the Goy Mavgai. That was his name. Take the bread from Ilai. Nitpa lo Rebilai. Rebilai gets closer to the Goy. Amalo Mehechanata. Rebilai tells the Goy, Where are you from? Amalo Mehechanata. Burgenin. I come from a city where people live in tents. Umashimcha, what's your name? It doesn't Mavgai Shemeni. My name is Mavgai. Does Rabban Gamliel know you from somewhere? How do you know your name? I don't think he knows. At that point, we know that Rabban Gamliel had Ruach HaKodesh. We learned three things from that story. If you see food on the floor, we don't just go over it. We pick it up. We not leave it on the floor. We and we go by the, the majority, and since the majority over there was Goyim, he gave the food to the Goyim, and therefore Rabban Gamliel didn't eat the bread himself. And since the story was after Pesach, we know that if this bread belonged to a Goy during Pesach, you're allowed to have Hana'ah for, uh, from it after Pesach. Here the case was, you give the food to the Goy, the Goy is going to like you. Now, Kevanchi Giadakziv, once Rabban Gamil got the Kaziv, Ba'ehadi Shail on Hidro. A guy came and he wanted to, uh, he wanted to annul his vow. Amar, the Zeshaimo, Rabban Gamil told Rabbi Klum Shatin Revi'it Yaina Itaki, did we drink a Revi'it of Italian wine? Amar Lohen, yes we did. Imken Yitayel Harenu Achiafig Yenenu. So tell the person to walk after us until we sober up from the wine. He walked after the rabbis three meal. Until Rabban Gamliel all the way to the, the top of the mountain of Tzor. Once he got to the top of the mountain of Tzor, Rabban Gamliel came off the, the donkey. He put his talet on, and he sat there, and he annulled the, the man's vow. We learned a lot of things. We learned that even a revi'it of Italian wine is meshaker. It makes you drunk. And we learned someone who is drunk should not give a halakha. And that's why Rabban Gamil didn't want to give a halakha. And we learned that taking a walk makes the wine go uh, makes the wine go down and sobers you up. And when you annul a vow, you can't be riding on a donkey, and you can't be walking, and you can't be standing, you have to sit. Now, it says, It says over here that Rabban Gabriel walked three meals. How did we say one meal? So the Gemara explains, Shani yaina italki, Italian wine, dim shaker tefe, makes you a little bit more drunk, so it's not one meal, you have to walk in three meal. And I'm, again, I'm not sure if it's Italian wine or Italkia, or it's a different type of wine. I'm just saying that. That's all if you drink a verite of a shatai. If you drink more than a verite, that walking gets you uh, very confused and the sleep makes you even more drunk. So it makes the, the, the drunkenness heavier. So now with this Italki wine, uh, we have a bigger problem. So it, it, walking is going to make it worse. So the Gemara explains that Rahu Vishani. Since he's not walking, he's riding, you know, that amount of time is just going to make the wine go down. You're not uh, confusing yourself. 
So Gemara explains that once you said uh, this, that uh, when you're writing on something, it's different. Who said that a meal uh, makes it they go down? Nami Again, it, there's no problem. Why did uh, Rabban Gamliel went three meals? Rachuv Shani, he was riding, and therefore, when walking, you need you need one meal to get the, the wine down. But if you're riding, you need the amount of three meals to walk in, uh, to go there for the wine to go down. Now we learned in the Brayta that you could only be mefer and neder and all avow when you're sitting. So the Gemara asks, "Any is that true?" Behamar of the Haman meferin zarim ben mehalech ben omed ben rachuv. You, Rav Nachman said, you can all avow walking, riding, standing, however you want. So the Gemara explains, "Tanaehi it's a machloket tanaim deika leman deamar potchin b'harata." Some rabbis say that in order for you to get, uh, you know, to, to annul that vow, you have to show that you are sad about it, that you're not happy with that vow. And the Hacham has to sit there trying to ask you different questions to try to figure out. And then the neder is retroactively annulled, meaning it's as if it never happened. But some say that the Hacham doesn't have to ask different questions. Rather, he is the rabbi and he could annul the vow just because he feels like it. doesn't need a reason. Rabban Gamliel holds that you need to, the hacham needs to you know, try to get you to feel sad. And therefore, if the hacham is going to ask a whole bunch of questions, he needs to be sitting. That's Rashid's perush to spot as a different perush from Sugiyah Amar can confuse right now. Now, according to the Manda Amar that the rabbi doesn't have to ask a lot of questions, uh, you could uh, you could uh, be walking, you could be riding, you could be standing, do whatever he wants, and Rav Nachman holds like that. And by the way, what's the proof that Rabban Gamliel holds that uh, the rabbi has to ask a lot of questions to show that uh, the, the person is sad about his neighbor? What did the Rabban Gamliel tell that person when he got to the top of the mountain? He said, he, was, he, he told him the Pasuk, Some person, his tongue is like a stabbing knife, and hachamim are the, their mouth is like healing. Anyone who's making nedarim, should be stabbed because he's not going to keep his neder. However, their lashon, their tongue, heals his uh, neder by annulling it. And you, the fact that Rabban Gamliel uh, gave him that pasuk, it shows that the hachama has to do the work over here, and that's why he sat down. Amar Mor. Now we also learned from the story of Rabban Gamliel, ve'en that if you see food on the floor, you can't just leave it there; you have to pick it up. Amar Yohanan, Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai, Lo Shanu Ela Bedarot Ishonim She'en Benot Yisrael Perutzot Bekshafim. Rabbi Yohanan's in the name of Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai. This was only in the old generations where Benot Yisrael weren't uh, involved with witchcraft. In the later generations, and uh, the Jewish women are involved with witchcraft. We stop, don't touch that food because you never know what's going on with it. Tana, If you see a full loaf of bread, don't touch it because there's probably uh, there's probably witchcraft over there. If you see pieces of bread. And Ma'avirin, you gotta pick it up because we're not worried that they are doing witchcraft on that. Amar de Ravaseh de Ravaseh. Ravaseh asked Ravaseh, Vapetitin, Lavdan, and you tell me that on small pieces they don't do uh, witchcraft. Vakitiv, Vatehalel naoti elami. You are Mehalel Hashem by going to uh, to the witchcraft. Beshaale seorim ubiftote lechem. 
How? By fistfuls of barley and pieces of bread. So you see that they do the witchcraft on pieces of bread. The Gemara explains, no, the shakle Those pieces of bread and barley were meant as payment for their witchcraft. They didn't do the witchcraft with it. They they did regular witchcraft, and as payment, they took loaves of bread, pieces of bread, pieces of barley. That's what the Navi was yelling at them about. Stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.